the question of this uh, recording is the question of who is Jesus and if you ask the Christians who is Jesus I will tell you Jesus is Uh, the Son of God that God sent to earth to die. So that's who Jesus is. God sent him to die and it is through his death on the wicked tree, the cross, that all of humanity is saved. Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world by doing what? By doing nothing, really. Something was done to him. He didn't do it. Did he nail himself to the cross? No. Did he beat himself up? No. So what did Jesus do? Nothing, really. Basically, he committed suicide. Like, I cannot call some angels and, 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 and save myself. But I'm not going to do that. Is that the Jesus that you want to believe in? No. You say, well, this had to be done. Without Jesus, the perfect sacrifice... dying in our place so we could live when in fact that the people at the time were dead and death on the cross changed nothing it changed absolutely nothing why because what happened then they destroyed the temple they destroyed the Jews uh, but our sins were forgiven. Well, were they? I mean, who told you that? Well, Paul told us that. Did Jesus say that? Jesus never preached the cross. Jesus never said, well, I'm, I came here to die. What he said is, I did not come to change the law. Paul said that the nail, the, the law, was nailed to the cross with Jesus. So not only that Jesus, the word of God, was nailed to the cross, Paul also nailed the Torah to the cross. So is that the Jesus we want to believe in? Let's hypothetically say, yes, that is the Jesus that I believe in. Then if you are a Christian, you should all do what Jesus did. If you are a Jesus follower, you need to uh, nail yourself to the cross. You need to do what Jesus did. Is that the victory? Is that how victory is done? Imagine 
every Christian on earth, two billion people, cutting down trees, making crosses, and then helping each other and nailing every single Christian onto a cross. Is that victory? Is that what you think of Jesus? Is that what Jesus wants you to do? Well, he did it. You're a follower of Jesus. Why don't you do it? Why don't you go nail yourself to a cross? Well, it's not really something fun. That's not really doing something, is it? Or maybe nowadays, if Jesus was living in the United States nowadays, does he still have to be nailed on a cross or can we just shoot him in the head? For example, that what would shooting him in the head pay for the sins of the world, or does he have to be nailed on a cross? Because crucifixion is not something that we do nowadays, now is it? But it was done every day in Jerusalem. But nowadays, is that what Jesus does? No. No, don't go kill yourself. Don't go shoot yourself in the head. Don't even go near, anywhere near a gun. And don't own a gun. Do not own a gun. And do not make it easier for you to kill yourself or to kill those whom you love and those who love you. Jesus did not come to preach death. Jesus came to preach life. He said, I am the living mortal. Why would he give you living water, living water and then the living water died on a cross? And he who is hung on a tree is cursed? So Jesus was cursed, which means the word of God was cursed. The word of God is cursed. The Torah is cursed. The gospel is cursed. The gospel is dead. So what are you preaching if the gospel died on the cross? Well, it had to be that way. You see, because in the beginning, man sinned. And therefore, sin entered into the world. Into the world. And since, since sin entered into the world, the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, you see, you have it both ways now, that the seed of the woman is Jesus Christ, even though he is from above. The seed of the woman had to die on the cross for the salvation of all of humanity. Not to die any, any other death, but his only purpose for coming was not to preach, was not to teach, was not to heal, was not to uh, explain, it was not to give living water, it was not to heal the sick, it was not to give uh, sight to the blind, it was not to cure every kind of sickness and disease, but his only reason for coming was to die on the cross. And therefore, we hold on to the cross because that is what saved us. Cross. 
even though nowadays we know that in the English language and in the ENCODE with nine, the nine code, A is nine, B is 18, C is 27, all the way to Z being 234, the word cross clearly adds up to exactly 666. 666. As does the word Jesus. As does the word gospel. As does the word Messiah. As does the word Trinity. As does the word Lucifer. And so why do we have all these 666s and why is the Christian foundation built on the number 666? Why is the Christian foundation that is anti-666, where it teaches all Christians, hey, 666 is bad, 666 is not good. Yet, everything about Christianity and the form that is told is that 666 is salvation. We are saved with 666. But are we really saved with 666? No. It's Trinity what is going to save us. Should we sacrifice everything like Keanu Reeves did in the latest Matrix movie and only save 666 trinity we could ignore everybody else living in the matrix as long as we serve and save the trinity or trinity is that what jesus wants us to do i am going to teach you who is the real jesus why do you limit jesus Jesus is the Word of God. He is not limited. He does not die. The Word of God never dies. And for you to say, well, who died on the cross? I already explained that to you. Everything that happened to Jesus, I am going to do to you. And so now, since it's going to be done to you, you are free to choose what really happened to Jesus. You have two choices. The first choice is that Jesus, the Word of God, came to die for you. And he died for you, and obviously you are still dead, and you got nowhere. The other Jesus I want to teach you about is you. In this alternative reading of the Bible, it was you who ate of the tree. You, the son of Adam, the son of man, which is Jesus, ate of the tree. You ate the tree. 
and you died in order to give life to everybody on earth. You died, you were taken into the tree, and you've been living in the tree of the knowledge of the good of evil ever since. At some time, 2,000 years ago, you came down and you taught and you planted some seeds. You were baptized and when you were baptized, a voice from heaven called down the voice of the Father, Adam, and said, this is my well-beloved son, which includes daughter, in whom I am well pleased. And then you, Jesus, went and delivered that which descended from heaven on you like a dove, which is what? It's the book. Jesus himself was nothing but a letter. The second letter in the English alphabet, the letter B, which is two zeros, really, resembling the letter, the number eight, basically. It's a capital B. And so when the letter B was placed, placed into the womb of Mary, it grew into a book. And as Jesus grew, the book grew with him, and it was the job of Jesus to deliver the words that were in the book. He completed successfully the deliverance of the book. We find that in John chapter 17, signifying the one and the seven, the one being God and the seven being the being the B-E, the, the Word of God, the Servant of God. So, as it says in John, I had finished the work that you had given to me. Verse 8 says, I had delivered the words which you gave me to deliver. And so if you are Jesus, and you are Jesus, nowadays in the year 2022, almost, which Jesus do you want to be? Do you want to be the Jesus that gets nailed to the tree right away? Or do you want to first deliver the words that have been given to you? Now, each of you have been given more than what Jesus was given. I'm giving you the power of Jesus. I'm giving you the words of Jesus. And I am giving you the book of Jesus. What are you going to do with everything that I am giving you? Are you going to deliver these things that are given to you? Or are you going to just nail yourself to a tree? Or are you going to nail the book that I'm giving you, which is inside of you, to a tree? If you nail yourself to a tree or to a cross, then you have not done what Jesus did. Jesus delivered the words. Jesus finished the job before the cross. As a matter of fact, as soon as he did that, he left. 
And that is clear from the reading of chapter 17. Because after that, he said, now I come to you, Father. Right? I am not, now I am no longer in the world. So he left. Unless he was lying, you think Jesus was lying. You think he was lying when he said, I finished the work. And if he said, I finished the work before the cross, how could the cross be the work? And if he said, I am no longer in the world, how could he still be in the world? He was not. And if you want to get more in-depth and more detail on this, topic you need to watch my other videos now on Thursday night as I explained to you Jesus had said long time even before that Thursday night he said the only sign that will be given to you is the sign of Jonah what is the sign of Jonah the sign of Jonah is 711 7 7 117 in the book of John, John, the 117. That is who Jesus really is. He said, For just as Jonah was in the belly of the uh, fish for three days and three nights, so also will the Son of Man be. The Son of Man be gone for three days and three nights now it is only a simple matter of mathematics for you to calculate and how do you calculate well you go to uh sunday morning when the stone was removed and mary came into the garden and she saw the gardener, which is Jesus. Because Jesus was placed in the garden to till the garden. Jesus is Adam. There's no difference between them. They are just copies of each other. Now, go backwards three days and three nights from that Sunday morning. Well, you will take up the, the Sunday morning, that's one night, the Sunday day, that's one day, the Saturday night, that's one night, that's two nights, the Sunday day, I mean the Saturday day, that's two days and two nights. And now you take the Friday night, that's two nights, three nights. And now you take the Friday day, and that leaves you at the Thursday night. Sunday will put you Saturday. Saturday. In Friday. Let's do it again. The night, not Sunday night, 
but Saturday night. That's the one night. Because in the morning, the day he was already resurrected. And so that's the Saturday night. And then the Saturday day, and then the Friday night, that's only three. Okay, then the Friday day, that's only two days and two nights. Where's the other day and night? Well, it had to have been before then. Go another day and night, and you will go Thursday night and Thursday day. And Thursday day is when he had the Last Supper. Now, interesting things that Jesus said. I will not eat this with you until I eat it with you and know with the Father. Things like, she's anointing me for my burial. These are things that took place on Thursday during the day. She's anointing me for my burial. I had finished the work that you had given me to do. Now I come to you. I am no longer in the world Thursday. That gives you the three days and the three nights. There is no way you could go from Friday at 3 p.m. when, you know, uh, the Bible says that the body that was on the cross died to Sunday morning. If you add up the hours, it's only 39 hours. And what is 39 hours? It's 3.13. And what is 13? The 1 is 3, and the 3 is 1. And so 39 is a cursed number. And hanging on the tree is a cursed proposition. Every single one who is hung on the tree is cursed. So says the Bible. So says the book you say you believe in. And so I am giving you another Jesus, which is the same, which is you. You ate of the tree, you came down, you delivered the words of the book, and now in the year 2022, you will again do what Jesus did. Which is what? Deliver what he told you to deliver. Which is what? His gospel. When did he deliver the gospel to you? Before the crucifixion. How do we know that? John 17. I had delivered the words. Okay? Just pay attention. Pay attention to what Jesus said. I had delivered the words that you had given me to deliver to them. I had finished, finished the work that you had given me to do. I gave them the words and they received them. Now, how could he had given you the words and you received them if all you're preaching is the cross? He didn't even say a single thing about the cross. Because the words that he delivered to you were words that were delivered before there was any cross for him. 
Is that not obvious and clear to you? That he could not have delivered the words and the words that you received contained no death on a cross. And yet in every church on earth, you are not preaching the words that were given to you by Jesus. But rather you are preaching what happened after Jesus gave you the words. And that should be clear to you. Because it's just a simple matter of reading the gospel and understanding it and believing in it. Well, if he was not the one on the cross, and he was not, and he could not have been, why? Because as soon as he delivered the words, and he was anointed for his burial, he was gone. And how do we know he's gone? Because he started speaking from a distance. And he said, now I have come to you. I am no longer in the world. But how could he do that? That's the Jesus that I want you to believe in. The Jesus that could speak through a body that means nothing. And even if they took hypothetical, even if they took the body of that of Jesus that no longer had Jesus and they nailed that to the cross, did they nail Jesus to the cross? No. He was not in the body. He was already in heaven, which is obvious from the reading of John 17. And what should be also obvious is that the words he gave you to deliver contained not any reference or mention of any cross, of any anything else that adds up to 666. Then how did we end up with all the churches of earth preaching nothing but death and resurrection on the cross? The death on the cross and the resurrection, and this is the only way to be saved. Is that anything Jesus told you to, or taught you? Or told you to teach? Obviously not. Not if what he gave us was prior to the cross. Not if he said, I gave him the words and they received them and they contained no cross in them. Why are we only preaching cross? Why? Why does the word cross add up to exactly 666? Why does the word Jesus add up to 666? Because now the new image of Jesus that you have is the Jesus who dies on a cross. Which is not true because Jesus already lived. And so, as I said, you, the new Jesus, who must do exactly what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, you have received the same thing that Jesus received. You have received the gospel. The same gospel that Jesus gave you. I will give it to you anew. I will give it to you one more time. Free of the blemishes and the distortions that you added to it. You added to the gospel of Jesus another gospel. Which is not another. But it is. Now, who said that? Paul. Paul said that I received another gospel, which is not another. Really? It is another because your gospel 
pole says nothing except cross, cross, cross. And so now all the churches of the world, are they preaching the gospel of Jesus or are they preaching the gospel of Paul? You don't have to believe me. Do a search for any church sermon in the last hundred years and see whether they are preaching Paul's gospel or Jesus' gospel. Because Jesus' gospel does not mention the cross at all. Not even one bit. Not even one time. Except if you want to say, well, take up your cross and follow me. To take up your cross and follow him to where? To crucifixion? No. That is the mass suicide of the people that drank the punch. You know? That's not what Jesus does. Pick up your cross and follow me to the hellfire because he said every tree does not bear good fruit must be cut down and thrown in hell. So that's the cross that he was talking about. If he, he even said that, you know, which I doubt. But, you know, just for the sake of continuing with this hypothetical argument. Now, once you get to nowadays, and now you want to be a Christian, I say, fine, are you willing to do what Jesus did? And immediately your minds go to the cross. And I say, no, you have a choice. You could do what Jesus did and deliver the words of the book, the gospel, his gospel, that contains no cross in it. And once you do that and believe in that, then you have delivered the words that Jesus gave you. And then you will deserve, or not deserve, but you would uh, fulfill the obligation that you took upon yourself as a Christian to do as Jesus commanded you, which is, he gave you words. He said, go preach these words. Did you go preach these words? No. You went and preached some other words. And you're like, I, I wonder. Jesus said that this gospel has to be preached. But was the gospel preached in all nations? No. It was not. None of it was. Or some of it. But it was all nailed to a cross. The whole gospel. And that took the center stage of Christianity for the past 2,000 years, the cross. It, it, it took such a center stage that cross is what Christianity is. You go to any church or if you watch any videos, it's all about the cross. That's all you've been preaching. But is that what Jesus told you to preach? It could not have been, as I proved to you, and it could not be. Now, we come to you in the year 
22, after 2000, and we say to you, are you ever going to deliver your obligation? Are you ever going to fulfill your promise to Jesus? Are you going to deliver his gospel, his gospel of salvation, not through a hanging on the cross, but through what? Through the powerful words of the gospel, the living word, the bread of life, the living water that gives life to people, not death on a cross, the most humiliating, naked on a cross. Imagine if you're a woman and you're hung naked or a man. On a cross and everybody's watching you. Is that what you want? Is that what you consider victory? Let's say I am fighting 10 people and they come and they shoot me. And I'm like, I won. And then I die. And then I go in front of God. I'm like, God, I could have killed them 10 people. I could have defended myself. I could have ran away. But I succeeded. By dying, you did not succeed. Death, when you do something, you do something. Okay? Like what I'm doing now, I'm doing something. Right? Am I dying on a cross? I, I would have shot myself a long time ago. If that's what Jesus did. If that's what it takes. But I came to teach you who is Jesus. Jesus is not somebody who gives up on you. Jesus is not somebody who abandons you. Jesus is not somebody who will leave you. And Jesus is not somebody that you will watch uh, dying on a cross. Jesus is somebody who comes to give you victory and life and salvation. And so now the ball is in your hands. You have a choice to make. Do you want to be the powerless hung on the cross, Jesus, powerless, powerless, humiliated, bleeding, smell like shit. He smelled like shit. With a thorn, uh, a crown of thorns, or do you want a crown, a real crown on your head, dressed nicely? The whole world is uh, singing your uh, praises and saying, thank you, America. Thank you, American Christians, for saving the world and for preaching the real gospel of Jesus, the gospel that Jesus told us to deliver, and not to preach the devil's gospel. 666 is all we say in every church in America. That's all we do. That's all we say. 666. For God has loved the world that he crucified his only son on the cross, Jesus. And all these words add up to 666. And this is the foundation of Christianity. For God sent Jesus, 666, who is part of the Trinity, 666. To die on the cross, 666. And that is the gospel, 666. That the Messiah, 666, 
gave us and told us to deliver to the world, which had nothing to do with Lucifer 666. That's what you've been doing the last 2,000 years. Did you know you were doing this? No. But does that give you the excuse of continuing to do it now that you know what you have been doing? Absolutely not. It is time, America, to cut down the evil tree, which is the cross, the three branches, which is obviously the cross, and to worship one, to listen to one, to love one. If you cut the top of the cross, you cut the three branches, and you leave one, you leave the stump, you leave the tree and you build on top of the tree, what? One branch. That way the tree is the tree of one, not the tree of the cross that you have been preaching all your lives to no avail. I am giving you 38, church, because you begin with 38 and you end with 38. The C-H-C-H, you are in the middle. And my church CH is one, is one, one is one, it begins with one, and it ends with one is one, and you are in the middle, okay?